0: This is a Fubar Radio podcast. If you need any more information, head to fubarradio.com. Callum
1: McSwiggan, McSwiggan on Fubar Radio.
0: to the Callum McSwiggan Show. I am joined today by the the wonderful, the beautiful, the handsome. It is Alexis Cot. How are you doing? Hey, I'm good. Thank you very much. I, I feel like at first I need to apologise for keeping you waiting.
1: I mean, <laughs> it's fine. I was just going to take over the show
0: myself. <laughs> you, should, you should have taken over the show. So apologies to the lovely listeners as well for, for my being tardy. I have been doing the show for over a year, to be fair, and it's the first time I've ever been late. So... Um, my apologies. Um, let's talk about your show. Let's talk about your podcast. Okay, let's. I, I was actually listening to it today. So it's called Community. Community. But it with a Q, with the with letter Q. Q
1: W M U N I T Y. It's a very intellectual pun on queer community, basically.
0: I, I love it. And what I love about it is I think... Um, is that you dive into, like, LGBT plus issues, but you do it in a way that's really inclusive of lots of different people. So, you know, I've heard a lot of podcasts and things like that before where people are talking about these issues but there may be it'd be like me sitting here and talking about trans issues for instance but not including a trans voice for example and I, is it just the first episode that's out right now
1: so our trailer and the first episode went out now yeah the first episode dropped at midnight so oh was,
0: so it's literally brand new it's
1: literally brand new yes okay amazing
0: yes. so yeah and I, I you know i love that you're you, you're going above and beyond to include those voices because I think it's really, really important. And sometimes it can be, you know, as as white cis gay men, it can be very easy for us to just kind of take the torch and, and we're going to speak on behalf of the community. But we don't. It's almost like we don't actually have the
1: right to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And where the original concept of community came from was realizing that actually we're labelled and told that we, you are the LGBT community, you are the gay community, but actually it felt like we were moving apart and yeah. losing solidarity and people becoming more more siloed away from each other. And different conversations were being had in different places. And actually, we weren't coming together as a community. Mm. We were losing our village halls, also known as gay bars, um, and they were becoming more and more niche. And unfairly and unrepresentatively, that's not a word, but I'm just going to make it up there, when you see queer people represented in the media it is middle class attractive white gay men yeah and there's nothing wrong with that because that is that is a whole section of society but we're not the only section of society absolutely there are so many different parts to our wonderful rainbow family and so community was born about trying to find and build that middle ground and can, yeah. like bring people together to have central conversations about our shared collective identity of our sexuality. Mm-hmm.
0: And and you were bringing people together because the podcast was, well, portions of the podcast are filmed live in front of a live audience of yes. fellow LGBT plus people. And again, yeah. so you're almost like, not only are you, you know talking about these things, but you're actually creating a space where people can come together and you know can, kind of feel safe to talk about these things, which is, I think, in itself, amazing.
1: Yeah, because I think... I mean, social media has been great for helping people find their places and find new communities and learn about their identities and see trailblazers that are doing great things and changing representation. But it's also, particularly in the last couple of years, become very tribalistic and very angry. Mm. And it's not a safe space anymore to make a mistake or to ask a question. Mm-hmm. Because if you accidentally, just out of... Just out of naivety or accidental ignorance, if you use the wrong phrase or the wrong word, by the way, which changed pretty regularly, yeah, you can be called out and, and had to go out and, and absolutely yeah. torn apart and I mean I'm not perfect. I have definitely done that mm. um before in the past, but I just kind of think when we were creating these panel shows, we were inviting everybody into the room to kind of say actually let's have a open and honest conversation about these things. Let's put down the pitchforks and let's engage face to face. And another reason for bringing more people into the room is because myself and my co-host, Cristania, who is a brilliant and fun and very different voice and opinion to mine, she and I do not have all the answers. Yes. We do not even have all the questions. And we cannot and should not speak for an entirely wide-ranging community. So by bringing different people into the room, we can all have a conversation together. And massively it takes the pressure off the two of us to say smart sensible Certainly. things because we have fantastic people like the amazing Lady Phil join us and I don't know if you've ever heard her speak but she is she's the founder of UK Black Pride and she's done lots of work with the Labour Party and is just incredibly intelligent and salient in her speaking and Mm -hmm. talking points and we've had lots of people come and talk about their experiences and so that massively takes the pressure off christiania and i because we just get to (laughs) learn and ask questions
0: but it's 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 lovely the way you almost uh, you take what the people are saying and you almost frame the conversation around them like i i I like that it drops in and out of the two of you discussing the topics and it's like right and now we're going to hear from this person because what they have to say about it is really important and, and and that's a wonderful thing Uh, I wanted to um, go back to what you were just saying as well about the kind of how we can sometimes be torn apart for not having the right answers or, you know, misstepping or saying the wrong thing. And I I think it is increasingly becoming a problem. There's almost like this call out culture, whereas Mm -hmm. if anybody makes a mistake, there's a, there's a, a lot of people out there who want to tear those people down. Um, But, you know, I always think of... We've had some amazing non-binary guests on this show, for instance, and they often talk about, like, the pronouns issue and, like, misgendering. And they say that, you know, so often people accidentally misgender them and that it does happen. But that they're not angry or or, or upset or devastated about that. They they appreciate that people do make mistakes sometimes. And I think there's a lot of, kind of, people taking offense on behalf of other people.
1: Yes. And that runs rampant on social media. Massively. I I think because... So I used to tweet and be on Twitter, and at first, it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. It was really funny, and it was just very silly. And then people became aware of it as a platform for themselves, mm. and it started to become much more political, and call-out culture started mm-hmm. to develop, and people rushed. Again, myself included, I'm as guilty as this as anybody I've else. done it. Or, yeah. I feel like we've all done it, yeah. People... Rushed to say the pithiest or most outraged thing in 140 characters rather than actually taking time to really read into a story to really look at what somebody said to extend the benefit of the doubt and go you know what maybe they used the wrong term here but actually what's their what's their history like Mm -hmm. who are they as a person and i just think that when we when we do that and we engage in this call-out culture... Absolutely. If people are doing something wrong, they should be held accountable. But it's the way that it's we do it. the way we do it. Yeah, and absolutely. Who we go after as well. Mm-hmm. If somebody... I mean, like, I will happily call Jacob Rees-Mogg out for his appalling LGBTQ voting record. I don't
0: actually know who that is. So, bad, bad gay.
1: Yes, terrible. <laughs> so he is, scarily, potentially our next Prime Minister in Britain. Okay. Um He is one of the chief Brexiteers and however you feel about Brexit, whatever you agree about it, he is one of the people leading the charge Mm. and is potentially lining up to replace Theresa May if or when she goes. Mm. He has voted against every single piece of LGBTQ rights legislation in his time as an MP, every single one. Theresa May, however, has only voted against some of them, not all of them. Um, so, for example, she voted against equal marriage um, originally <laughs> at the time, but not anymore. Um, but so someone like that should horrendously be called out mm-hmm. because it's, it, that's something that people should be held accountable to. Yeah, Somebody making an accidental mistake or a joke that has perhaps gone a bit off colour or just hasn't landed well. I think really we should think we should extend the benefits of that and think what is the damage that has been caused by this? Yes. Am I personally offended or hurt by this? Or am I perhaps just being outraged for outrage sakes for a few reasons? People retweets. love to be outraged. Yeah. They they, really take, it. they really, really take pleasure in it. They really really take pleasure in it. Absolutely addictive. And I actually stopped using Twitter because I realized it was affecting me and my happiness and how Mm. i viewed people because i was jumping on this bandwagon and getting caught up in the tide of it as well and i remember quite clearly suddenly one day lots of guys and gay guys that i was friends with and followed who would consider themselves left-wing liberal feminists and they would describe them as feminists or directly tweeting kay burley criticizing her journalism and whether you think Kay Burley is a good journalist or not, that's not my place to comment mm. on. I'm not a professional. She is. And you know what? She's a woman who's had to fight hard to get where she is. So I'm not going to criticise that. But what occurred to me is there were a lot of white men shouting at a woman in the media because they didn't agree with how she yeah. did. And I was just like, oh, that's, that's not nice. The thing
0: about that as well is that... I. Th- I, I I feel like there are, there are steps and stages to it because, mm. you know, that's how it starts. But then I feel like it often then bleeds elsewhere. It starts on an attack on, I disagree with you. And then it moves to like saying, oh, you're a terrible journalist or whatever. And then it suddenly starts coming into personal insults and personal Absolutely. attacks. And, you know, people saying, oh, you're ugly or you're fat or you're you know bringing up all these irrelevant things and it it so quickly moves into that and people feel justified Mm -hmm. in 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 mocking people in those ways because they feel like they have the moral high ground you know we we see it with uh, it's a classic example and i hate to constantly bring him up but like the donald trump thing Mm. you know instead of you know talking about what he's actually doing and talking about his policies and saying i don't agree with this thing and like let's talk about this thing and you know let's pick apart that Mm. instead it's just like Oh, he looks like a Cheeto. And, like, I get that comic relief is sometimes needed in this t- in this time of, like, political distress. But it, it it's not helpful. It's not it's, helpful.
1: It's not. And we are all falling for a very clever media trick. Mm. Politicians like David Cameron, like Boris Johnson, like Trump, subscribe to this thing called dead cat politics. Where if you throw a dead cat on the table... No one is talking about all the other horrible things because they're yeah. outraged by the fact you've just thrown a dead cat on the table. So we are falling for not even particularly clever tactics of distracting us all by something outrageously shiny over there on the right. When yeah. actually we should be looking at these terrible pieces of legislation that they're doing on the left. It's, it's frustrating how we are all falling for it and not holding people to account for their actual behaviour and damage because we're talking about what they tweeted. Yes. Yeah, no, that's
0: absolutely it. And it's a, it's a scary time that we are alive in. I I think it's really interesting that you said you, you left Twitter because that was actually going to be one of my questions for you is, you know, wh- wh- why aren't you there anymore? And I, and I think that's absolutely valid. You know, sometimes for your own mental health sake, it's good to step away. Mm. Um, but what I do love is your Instagram. Thank you very much. Um, because not only is it, you know, gorgeous pictures of yourself enjoying your life, but you also often talk about things on there. And there was a post in particular that really resonated with me. And that was the post that you did around Brighton Pride yeah, um, and saying how, I don't know if you want to talk about that or not, but how your um, experience was almost undermined by the, it, was it, it was Britney related I
1: believe <laughs> I mean, I, yeah so Brighton Pride was a really really conflicting experience for a lot of people who went this year and I mean I think I count myself as lucky that I found Brighton Pride conflicting because there are a lot of people who found it outright alienating and mm. unsafe and borderline dangerous and scary But I think, so a couple of experiences that I saw on the day, for example, was I was in a food queue, and we'd been, my friend Owen and I, we'd been in the queue for like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and we we were starting to get near the end, and finally getting my falafel, Um, and I just heard this young woman's voice behind me going, please get off me, I don't know you, get off me, and turned round, and there was this heterosexual couple in their Late thirties, early forties, who were very drunk putting their arms round these two young queer women who were visibly physically shrinking mm-hmm. and this straight couple were not letting go of them. And they were drunk and saying, Just pretend you know us, like we just want to skip the queue. And these two young queer women were saying, We don't know you. Get, Get away. off us. Yeah. And they weren't. Now me being slightly bolshy but also taking advantage of the fact that you know what I'm 6'3 um, and I'm a rugby player so people generally if I put on a stern voice I wouldn't want to get in a fight with you Thank Alexis you. <laughs> thanks very much I kind of yeah was a bit of a dickhead and was just like uh, excuse me get off her she says get off her step off her now and I'm kind of like put on my deep voice and immediately the guy squared up to him, was like what's your problem and his like girlfriend, wife also jumped in and was like what's your problem why are you having a problem chill out it's like because there is a young woman that you are physically touching despite her not asking you to, yeah. and telling you to get off and having to explain that and actually call them out having just told everyone we shouldn't engage in call out culture I was there physically to their faces calling them out on their bad behaviour yeah. And then there was another point earlier in the day when, again, we were queuing for a bar and there was a group of kind of straight women in their 30s who were very drunk, who were trying to push through the queue and making derogatory ooh misses sort of jokes yeah. ar- about the gay men around them. Yeah, Like, I am all for heterosexual allies coming into queer life and culture. I think it's great because if we are entirely siloed off, we don't get anywhere. But if you come into our house, oh, my God, you should follow our goddamn rules. And just have a little bit of respect. Exactly. And there was no respect for the fact that they were in a queer space. Mm -hmm. And I turned around again and was just like, "Um, I think you need to check yourself. And one of them was like, "Chill out, you're at a festival." I was like, "You're not at a festival." That was Th- my oh, exact. That would be my breaking point. Oh, yeah. that was a that was a red red flag to yeah. me, and also to all the gays around who just went, <sighs> "Oh." I was like, "You are not at a festival. You are at Gay Pride. Have some respect." Yeah. And she was like, "Don't care. here to see Britney." And oh. yeah, exactly. You can imagine the noises of the gays around them. <laughs> and yeah. And it's that thing. And two of my very, very dear friends who are a wonderful lesbian couple and their love makes me very happy to see. When they kissed and had a hug, they saw a group of people like looking at them like, oh, oh, that's, that's heart. That is honestly heartbreaking. It really, it really, really is. is. Because we still need Pride events. Yeah. We still need safe spaces. The reality is that post-Brexit... Hate, LGBT hate crimes increased by over 140% in Britain. More, there were more LGBT hate crime attacks. The rise percentage, I mean, was higher than attacks on any other minority group. So our community is still physically vulnerable and being targeted. And you come into one of our safe spaces and you disrespect us like that? No, not.
0: No, really. it's, it's horrible.
1: And Brighton Pride was not Pride this year. It was a rainbow festival for straight people there to see Brittany, and I thought that was very, very disappointing.
0: Yeah, and I I, I must admit that um, personally I did did have a great Brighton Pride night, and I fortunately and very luckily didn't actually encounter any of this, but you're not the only person I heard talking about it. And I just, you know, it does make me really sad because I know that every time when I go to Pride, whether it's Brighton or anywhere else, I know that it's a space where I can finally be authentically and totally and completely myself without any kind of fear or worry and you know people may think I'm exaggerating or whatever but like we don't get to do that the rest of the time if it's even you know maybe it's just like 1% of us but there's always that little part of us which is saying you know hide your queerness hide mm-hmm. it and Pride is the one time when we don't get where we get to do that and to suddenly have people you know making even if it's just a snide comment or joke it's like it's not the space to do it and it, it, it's really sad and I, I you know and I think it was amazing that Britney headlined it was one of the biggest performances she ever did which is incredible but it, it but it brought in a lot of the wrong people and so I don't know how we I'm just
1: going to ask you a question yes why do you think it was amazing that britney performed oh that
0: that is a very good question actually and i and yes because the previous years like pet shop boys headlined with years and years amazing because obviously they are all lgbt plus artists i think i don't know i guess i think for me it was just like to get such a big name at pride there it was like wow this is a big deal but i guess you could argue that it is taking away from an
1: an lgbt plus artist space so I have no issue, no issue whatsoever with artists performing at Pride who are not LGBTQ. Yeah. No issue at all. My thing with Britney performing, and I mean, let's not get this wrong. I will happily, like, dance to Britney. Um, and if I'm in a rush, I will, like, put on with Britney to quickly mince along the road. Um, but is she really a gay ally? It's, it's a really good point. Can because anybody... And I'm I would love to be proven wrong here by listeners. Can anybody actually pinpoint any piece of activism that or she's actually allyship done? that she has really genuinely demonstrated? So it's It's an argument argument that I've I've made a few
0: times before as well when, you know, people talk about Britney being this gay icon. Because, you know, you have, like, Lady Gaga, who has done on countless occasions, done so much for the community. And, like, her Are You Listening speech was, like, literally, I think, like, a a moment in LGBT plus history. And then you have, like, Kylie Minogue, who was literally fighting cancer while standing up for our rights, you know? Well,
1: I think example like if we take the Kylie example I mean I'm very lucky so my you'd never guess from my accent but my family live back in Sydney half of them do so I go back to Sydney quite often to see them and I was very fortunate that I got to see Kylie perform at Sydney Mardi Gras which is the world's biggest gay pride festival that year which was the 35th anniversary Kylie refused to take a fee Her she paid for her dances her costumes she paid for the stage and the lighting as a thank you to her gay fans for supporting her career and oh, making her career. Amazing. It's incredible. And not only did she not take a fee, she told the organiser of Sydney Mardi Gras, I want you to take this money that you would have paid me and donate that to LGBTQ charities. That's incredible. Then this year, Cher performed. Yeah. And Cher has very publicly been an LGBTQ ally and very outspoken about it. I mean, during the AIDS crisis, she was talking about it and she was holding American politicians to account and even during the, her Mardi Gras performance she said look I just want to take a moment to thank you all for getting me where I am and sticking with me. She's like I first encountered gay people in back in the 60s. She was like there were two hairdressers in town and I just thought they were the most fun men. She was like and I knew then that I wanted to spend my whole life around them. She was like and I have. Hmm. Now Brittany literally only said happy pride once she also did, didn't know where she was at, for a moment yeah she absolutely <laughs> did, did have, had no idea where
0: she was poor brit brit poor britney you know i, do, I but i don't i don't want to attack britney no, you know absolutely I, do, I don't not. think anybody has the responsibility to do that and i think it's completely. amazing that these people do but mm. I, I completely understand mm. your original question you know what, what, was it amazing that she was there personally i would have you know preferred somebody like kylie but you know um you know i i didn't actually watch britney
1: Brighton uh, Pride, and Pride. I, mean, I, was, it, was I was there, there but I it didn't was actually really watch enjoyable. it. And I'm, I'm very pleased that I got to pay my Brighton Pride um, like money to see her do her tour, rather than the however many hundreds of pounds it is to go see yeah, her two yeah, tour. Absolutely. But when when people hold her up as this big name, who it was fantastic that she was at Pride. It, do you know what? It's really good that Pride events are no longer taboo, and you can have pulling power to bring in big name stars but i also think that as a community if we're spending our money with these people if we aren't building their careers and let's let's be perfectly honest it is tween age girls and gay men who build the careers of pop stars Totally, absolutely we should get something back for our money yeah and like again that's something i th- i'm quite impressed about with little mix for example they like um, which one of them was it? Oh, I, can't, I don't know her name. Jade, probably. Probably. The, She's the, the one, one who's lovely very Judy outspoken. Ass. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Incredibly outspoken. She did work with Stonewall. I just think that is what true pop allyship looks like. Yeah. And it's the startings of it. And I think we should we should hold people a bit more accountable for it. And yeah, by all means, enjoy. Listening to Britney records, but don't tell me that she's a huge gay up.
0: I'm completely with you. Yeah. I'm glad we're in agreement with this. There I'm sure. It. I'm sure there are people listening who don't agree. So you
1: and know, and I would, you know, what I would love it if someone got in touch and was like, you know, what, actually, this is Britney's donation to Amfar. This is when she spoke out and she called uh, out these yeah, politicians. Yeah, yeah, totally. But <laughs>
0: we'll, <laughs> we'll see. see. Well, Alexis, I think it's time for a little game uh, and. So we're going to play a little bit of Porn or Not Porn. Okay. Um, So in this game, I have five little sound bites. Some of them are taken from porn. Okay. And some are taken not from porn. And as you play rugby, we thought we would do it rugby themed this week. Okay.
1: Can I just make a disclaimer here? (laughs) Sure. I don't watch porn. Ever. I gave up porn two months ago. Good for you. Thank you. Good for you. uh, uh, Do you mind sharing the reasoning behind Um, that? I mean, we're millennials. Yeah. I, I think a lot of men and women i think in particular gay men we got our sexual education from pornography and it's so available and our society's become so sexualized you turn, you turn on your phone and look at it and you see sexualized images mm. and i think that by by us oversaturating ourselves with porn we lose some of the connection of the real people that we're in bed with sure and if you're also If you're holding up the people that you are sleeping with against what these... To those standards, yeah. Yeah, that's unfair. We're only going to fall against that. Mm. And I think also porn is teaching us a performative style of sex and engagement and physical intimacy that I'm not sure is healthy for us long term. I mean, I personally know that since giving up porn, actually, sex has been much better. And I have felt better about my body.
0: That's amazing. I I would say maybe I'll give up porn, but we all know that I won't.
1: No, maybe I will. The first week is hard. I won't lie. The first week is hard, but it gets easier.
0: I would be like, okay, I'll give up porn. Then on day two, I'd be like, maybe just a quick look.
1: And you know what? As with all things, it's okay to relapse sometimes. It is okay to relapse. Yeah.
0: Shall we play the game? Let's play the game. Okay, I don't know the answers either, by the way. So we are working as a team here to figure these out. So the first one is...
1: <laughs> get in,
0: go. Oh, it's a lot of yelling. It's very loud. Wait, can I can we play that again? Yes.
1: <laughs> get in, go.
0: I heard like a slap. There was some kind I, of I, slap, which could have been like a, a bottom being slapped. I
1: mean, to be fair, there is also a lot of bottom slapping in rugby True. as well. And towel whipping. Does that really happen?
0: Towel whipping, whipping,
1: not so much. Oh, right. That's disappointing. Did someone shout, "Get it in, boy"?
0: Oh, I don't know. Let's listen again. <laughs>
1: get in, go.
0: Get get it in maybe get it in boy get it oh. in something oh I'm gonna go rugby I'm gonna go rugby I think rugby too I, yeah I'm, I'm seeing like locker
1: room banter is that what we're going with oh I wasn't going rock, lock, locker room banter um, I was kind of going I was kind of like thinking more the commentators in the crowd
0: oh okay but, but we're in agreement we're saying yeah, that this we'll is say rugby. yeah this is not porn final answer it is porn. Oh, ah. this is Hunk, Hunk's lost bet. Um, a rugby coach is forced to give player a hand job for losing
1: a bet. I mean, who hasn't been there? <laughs> We've all went.
0: Oh, and apparently the team were watching and, 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 and yelling. Oh, well, that's a nice bit off. of like team encouragement. encouragement. Sport,
1: yeah. You know, sport is very good for bringing people together. In more ways than one. Absolutely. <laughs> all right, our next one. A bit of breath hanging a bit. I, I oh, that's no, that's rugby. Is it? That what? is someone saying they're I, hanging a bit. Like, that is, that's quite a rugby player. I'm like, so
0: bad at understanding. I, can, I, can, I cannot hear what they're saying, so it's... A bit
1: out of breath, hanging a bit.
0: Saying I'm I'm hanging a bit, like I, I'm
1: I'm hungover. Yeah. I, I could not It's hear either that. that they're... It's saying... Mm, let's play it again. Okay. A bit out of breath, hanging a bit. Oh, ha- that out of breath. Yeah, no, no, no,
0: that's rugby. A bit out of breath, I'm hanging a bit.
1: I mean, who hasn't been out of breath in the bedroom as well? Yeah, um, but I
0: just feel like that wouldn't be said in porn, would it?
1: A bit breath from hanging a bit. <laughs> Depends on the mm, niche that you're interested in. Yeah. Okay, let, I'm going to go rugby. Yeah, me too. Rugby. This is rugby, hey. not porn. Rugby
0: player David Wilson explaining a try he scored.
1: Okay. That, I don't know what that means. Um, try is scoring, it's where you get it over the line. Okay, very good. Yeah. Very, very good. All right. For anyone who wants to look it up, David Wilson has amazing thighs. Oh, I do mm. like a thigh Yeah, well the rugby players would be your type, I've got good thighs they're, n- they're really
0: not my type though, I, li- I like a small, twinkie kind of i five
1: same, 5'8", like nice smile, curly hair,
0: mm. like bright eyes, that's that's my thing mm. And I feel like those kind of guys might go for somebody like you, stocky and muscly and Did you just call me stocky? That's a compliment, isn't it? Stocky means muscly, doesn't it?
1: Don't, don't think it is What does stocky mean? I thought stocky was like a bit overweight, is it not?
0: I thought it was oh. like an... I I thought Stocky was a compliment. Okay. So it was, okay, well, okay, it was intended as such. It was intended as such.
1: All right, next one. Mm-hmm. So that sounds... Wait, play it again. Do you know what? I can't work out. This is either like some rowdy porn shower scene or that is the Irish... <laughs> rugby fans <laughs> singing <laughs> <laughs> oh no it might be the welsh it could be a combination of the two i'm not sure uh, when ireland and wales last played oh no the last six nations sorry i feel like this one is too obviously
0: rugby so i'm leaning towards porn
1: i'm gonna go crowd singing at rugby
0: yeah okay yeah let's say rugby fine rugby Oh.
1: oh You should have,
0: should have gone with me Alexis It is porn This is rough shower fun A rugby team in the shower Singing and shouting The team finish showering and leave But two guys Two guys st- stay behind And have sex in
1: the shower Do you know what's really disappointing about that? I even got that it was in a shower You did And you still didn't quite connect It that was, it was the singing s- that threw porn. me off I've never seen singing in porn before I,
0: I would like singing in porn I feel like it's, it's musical never Musical porn Musical I mean, porn I have, Has that been made? Has, have they made musical porn? I mean they should. Maybe you could start it. Oh, my God. I totally Find should do that. That's the way to make millions. Do you want to go in with me? I know I mean, you won't be allowed to look at it, but... I can't
1: sing. I'm tone
0: deaf. Oh, I'm not going to sing either. We'll get some nice, beautiful boys to sing. Oh, so, like, I
1: could lip sync to the musicals. Sure. Okay. Perfect.
0: Done. I think we're doing really bad. Have we got them all wrong? I think we've got oh. them all wrong. I mean, I did say that I don't watch porn anymore. <laughs> so. <laughs> Next one. Oh I was underneath him. Oh, oh underneath that's rugby. Him. That's
1: rugby. Yeah. yeah that. Who was that? I recognise that. Do before. you really recognise the voice? Yeah, oh, I was underneath him.
0: It makes sense as well because in porn yeah. you wouldn't be like, yeah, I was underneath him.
1: Like, yeah, I can see. I mean, you might be. <laughs> <laughs> you might be recounting a particular <laughs> steamy story from the night before. Perhaps. Maybe it's audio porn, porn for the blind. Oh well, that'd be
0: nice. There I'm sure that exists actually. Oh, it must do.
1: Yeah, it must, do. It must do.
0: I feel like even most porn would probably be quite good for the blind. I feel maybe. I find there's a big difference if, I, if I'm in a place Where I'm watching porn And I can't have the sound on There's a huge difference for how Sorry much where are you Watching I'm... porn Well just
1: like Is this why you were late This evening Were you watching porn On the train <laughs> And you got stopped By a police officer Is that what really happened Callum? It is yeah It is But I had the sound off I thought that was allowed <laughs> I wish that everyone Could see that you're blushing
0: I am a little bit okay. I am a little bit I've gone all shy oh, I was underneath him I think we're saying R- rugby Rugby Yeah. Rugby, this is not porn. Not Yay. porn! Yay! Rugby player George Cruz, is that mm. right?
1: Yeah. Talking about being hurt in a ruck underneath
0: another player. That's
1: really d- common. What's a ruck? Um, so basically, you know when you see them all have like an aggressive hug on the ground? Yes. That's a ruck. Okay, that's an aggressive hug. I- <laughs> you're basically, you're fighting for possession of the ball. Yeah. And the, the ball carrier who has taken the ball into contact... You end up on the ground most of the time, and your the defending team, so your team, charge up behind you to try and protect the ball, to try and keep possession of it. Um, then the other team they do try the and, same thing. Well, they try and rock over to steal possession, so they can either jackal it, they can drive you off it. But uh, yeah, it can be quite a risky place to be if you are on the one on the floor because you can end up with a boot in your face. Oh gosh, that's happened to me.
0: So it sounds like a, f- a fun fun Friday night though. <laughs> lots of lots of balls and. Sounds like a good time. Boots to the face. Boots to the face,
1: my kind of thing. Depends what you're into. <laughs> Our final one is... Bow, hey. Do you Bass know what? I'm... Bow, <laughs> I'm just going to say porn because I haven't said porn to any of them so far. Okay. so I, just I'm, I'm in with you. I'm in with you. I
0: think we're saying porn to this. Did you hear what they were saying? No, I didn't. Do- Dog and bone, I heard. Oh.
1: Russian bone Hey Russian Russian bone Russian bone smashing bone It could be I anything I mean neither of those are a rugby term <laughs> or sexual terms as I far mean, as I'm aware Yeah Yeah we
0: are saying porn for the final one and the answer is not porn we've just done diabolically at oh this Oh my we God. really have This is the Samoan rugby player rugby
1: team chilling out after a match oh, in hang the on. holiday No in so simple. that's that's not like a clip from rugby that's just some guys hanging out
0: well yeah But it's still kind of rugby It's rugby themed
1: Okay rugby adjacent Rugby adjacent okay, so it's the Samoan rugby team Yeah Having a chat afterwards Okay Yeah fun times Yeah <laughs> I've still no idea How they were talking about Russian bones Or whatever
0: uh, Yeah should we have that one more time
1: Massive,
0: hey. No idea. No idea. Not a clue. Um, we are gonna be reacting to some of our lovely listeners' sex confessions very, very shortly. Ooh. If you are listening and you'd like to send in your last minute confession, you can do that anonymously by emailing Callum at FUBARRadio.com, and we'll be back to react to those after a little bit of Everybody Loves You by Soak.
1: Everybody wants you now me today.
0: I'm done. Are you ready for sex confessions? I think so. Yes. Okay. Um, so, thank you to all the lovely people who sent in your confessions. The first one is really long, and because you've got such a lovely, lovely speaking voice, well, Alexis, thank you very much. I, th- I think I'm going to have to hand this one over to you.
1: Okay. So, I read it out? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my, okay. It's getting a little bit saucy in here. Yes. Okay. I was home with my mum and she told me she was going out to the garden. So I decided to use this time to play with myself. Oh. I was lying upside down against my bed, just jacking away when I heard my bedroom door. My mum had come looking for me and when she opened my door, she found me butt naked, upside down, jacking my hard cock. Wow. Right when I saw her, I started to come and couldn't stop it. I came all over my face. No. She left my room, returned with a towel. And waited for me to clean off Afterwards we talked about it If I was going to do this Make sure I was going to lock my door And we never spoke of it again
0: Oh my god Like how old was this person I feel like this was quite a young scenario to happen I mean I love that they're also like Lying upside down against the bed Like properly going for it When mum is just outside and she comes back It's just a, like I cannot imagine Anything worse Than that feeling of Oh my god I'm about to ejaculate And then somebody walking in oh. Never mind it being pointed At my face At, the mo- at that
1: moment in time Do you think, do you think They got eye contact
0: oh my god can you just i cannot imagine i would want the entire i would want the earth to just open yeah. up and swallow me whole yeah. yeah and just i i i couldn't i think i think me that would be the end of my mine and my mother's relationship that would be like we've had a good run but i mean you could just see be very british
1: about it to like
0: right we are never going to speak about this again <laughs> and take it to our grave. i'm tremendously sorry mother yeah i seem to have made it, got myself into a spot of bother but that's such a mum thing to do, though, to just walk in without knocking, or to do that, and then walk in and straight then walk away. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, I cannot bear it when people do that. Also, the the, the fact that um that the mum came back with a towel is I mean that's that's very considerate. of it's her. It's very
1: thoughtful. But I hope um, it wasn't one of her good towels. <laughs>
0: uh, that wouldn't be my response. I would just pretend I hadn't seen it and never speak of it again. But you know, it was nice that she did bring the towel back and yeah, be like, you know, it's supportive mother. Uh,
1: exactly. It's- very good (laughs)
0: effect right, our next one Um, I masturbated in a shared room with my cousin on holiday not realising he was awake the next morning he spilled the beans in front of my entire family over
1: breakfast I mean that's just poor form isn't it it's just mean to spill
0: yeah like what just
1: Uh, I mean when I say by to spill I mean the cousin telling everyone (laughs) not him (laughs) ejaculating
0: (laughs) Oh, that yeah, no, you know everybody. Everybody masturbates. It's a perfectly normal thing, and I'm sure the thing was, is. What's that uh,
1: lesser known R.A.M. song? Everybody masturbates. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah the, just the B side <laughs> should have been a hit. I don't know why it wasn't. Oh, yeah,
0: but like, I don't understand why the. When I hear hear stories like this, I never understand why the other person does it. Because do they not empathize and be like, oh, God, that could be me that just got caught masturbating in the middle of the night. You know, it could be me being embarrassed to the entire family. How do they not have that empathy? I just couldn't do that to somebody else.
1: Is this you telling me that really I should apologize for telling you off for watching porn on the train on your way here? Yes, it is. I'm very sorry. I don't don't mean to publicly (laughs) shame you.
0: Classic publicly shaming me. Always coming for me. Jesus. Just let me live my life.
1: Um, The next one's for you. Okay. Oh, I feel like this one's a bit of a letdown. I'm sorry if this is yours, but I feel like you need to get on it and get some better confessions. (laughs) I have a sexting buddy who lives in Australia. We'll probably never be... We'll probably never meet. But I have a feeling if we did, it would be some of the best sex I've ever had. Oh, well, that's sweet, though. No, it's, this is about sex confessions. <laughs> there is no sex <laughs> in that confession. <laughs>
0: to be fair, I do often say if you, sex confessions or if you want any sex and dating advice. So I, I feel like this falls into the sex and dating advice yes, category. Yes, my
1: advice. Is to stop texting And find someone Who lives in the same place as you And start oh, doing it with them
0: This is basically me Like I have Like somebody I sext in Canada And like I have people all over the world And none of them Are actually close enough For me to reach And like I've currently got a, a crush On a boy who lives in Paris Which isn't that far away Mm-hmm But, you know, I'm always, and I think, I think that it may actually be me, like, picking the guys who are far away because, Uh, like, subconsciously I don't want to commit or something. I get that. Um, You always want what you can't have. Yeah, always want what you can't have. So I'm always falling in love with boys on the other side of the world. It's actually how I ended up living in London.
1: No I fell
0: in love with a boy here and moved here. Didn't work out, but got me here and that's what matters. Fair. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, I, I, I think just enjoy the sexting with this Australian. Um, I mean, yeah, enjoy it, but don't let some, it restrict you. Like, well,
1: just get some better confessions.
0: Next. <laughs> <laughs> Hard man to please. Um I was on a family holiday with my parents, sister, and her boyfriend. We all got pretty drunk, and my sister's boyfriend pulled me aside and told me that he was actually gay, and I was the only gay person he knew. He tried to make out with me, but I said no, because my sister is my best friend. I helped him have the courage to come out, and now we go gay clubbing together. What a gentleman. I mean,
1: I have very mixed emotions about this. Do you? I do. Go. Good on him for for taking the very moral, upper-hand, like and doing the good thing in yeah. that situation because I think a lot of people would have lived out that porn fantasy that yeah. that is that's like yeah it's that a thing is, that is a thing so good on him. I yeah. mean and not only is that a good sex confession but they come out very well of it so well done Pansy yeah it makes them
0: look really really good yeah. and I, I like that they go gay clubbing together now yeah. and, the, and and I hope their sister wasn't too hurt either like it must be it must actually be quite a difficult thing to to find out that you're Boyfriend is actually gay. Oh, I mean, it's obviously a lot more difficult for the for the gay person. I'm not saying that their experience is anything comparable, but it still it still
1: can't be that easy if you're if you're in love with somebody and they turn around. I mean, well, we I think you think you might be. I mean, yes, if you've had a long term relationship yeah. with somebody and it is, and you think you're committed to this person for life, and then suddenly find out actually it's been a bit of a potentially been a bit of a mirage i can understand how that would make someone feel awful but it doesn't take away what you if you've still had good feelings about it during it that's still good but also then again if it's like if you've been together for a few months or it's, yeah, not, it's, not, the the serious, it's not the same thing it's not or and then you find out that they're gay and it's like well you know what? it's got nothing to do with you totally I, yeah
0: i, I like yeah. the way you think alexis um yes. next one is for you Again,
1: this is not a sex confession. <laughs> there is even less sex and even less confession than in that last one. I ruined my favorite lipstick, drawing it on my partner, fuming. Well, you know what? I'm fuming that you sent that in and just wasted our time. To be perfectly honest, I'm sorry. I, yeah,
0: that doesn't sound. Sa- I'm. I'm like trying to think. Like, were they drawing on their genitals or something? But it doesn't seem. It doesn't seem like a sex confession. I, I, I will agree. But 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 thanks for sending it in. <laughs> Alexis doesn't look pleased. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> one night, me and my boyfriend were walking home after a party and saw that someone had thrown a mattress. Out oh, on the ground no, in a park. No, so, spur of the moment, we ended up having sex on the mattress. It was fun, but thinking back, God knows what was on that mattress. You, you know, we get fleas. I, I don't care about the fleas. I think live your life. You know, those spontaneous moments, those even if they're fun and ridiculous and you're having sex on a dirty, disgusting, flea ridden mattress, I think live your best life. Enjoy that. That's a story you're going to tell people like you've just told us here. And I think amazing. Alexis's face says otherwise. Go. I mean, bed bugs, fleas. <laughs> I mean,
1: they've they've <laughs> thrown out that mattress for. <laughs> For a reason. You don't know what happened on there. Do it on the floor next to it. Don't do it on the mattress. Yeah. You're not going. I mean, I may be wrong here. You're not going to get fleas from just like doing it in a field or on the ground or in the park.
0: And I would say that actually that would probably be more fun. Like I've had a lot of sex like that. Like sex on the ground is. is if you're on like the grass or something, it's great.
1: Yeah, like you you don't dirty, need a mattress. dirty mattress
0: it has been thrown out on the street. A little bit grim. I
1: mean, what if someone died on that mattress? Oh, Alexis.
0: Always, always. Lowering the tone on this show is a, is, a, is, a, is an achievement,
1: I'll tell Thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Um, we have just one more. This one is for you. I, um, I want to try going to a dark room in a gay bar, but I'm scared. Have you ever been? What is it like? I have been. Um, I don't know if I've ever talked about, like, my
0: own dark room experiences online um it's it depends like do you want to go and just like have a look around or do you want to go and like get involved i think i think whatever you want even if you want to go in there and have loads of sex i think go in with a couple of friends the first time just so you can you have like a safety blanket you have somebody there preferably somebody who's been before and knows like how it works just go in with a friend just have a look around you don't feel obliged to do anything that would be
1: my advice yeah um (laughs) so i my my first time i ever went into one probably of like one of two times i've ever been in one i did exactly what you said i lived in amsterdam and there is there is a club there called church and they have a big dark room and i'd never been in one before yeah and so i was just like i took my friend's hand like we're gonna go in and then i pushed him in front of me And I walked behind him the whole time (laughs) because it was really dark and there were loads of, like, moaning noises and hands coming out of the darkness. And I just felt like I was in a zombie film. Yes. And and i uh, know no and then somebody touched me uh, uh, like out of the dark in like in my personal space Uh-oh. um and i and i was a very bad friend i literally pushed my friend forward just like no nope, nope, and ran absolutely not i feel like my first ever
0: time going into a dark room was kind of akin to my first time like going through one of those horror mazes it's oh, very yeah. similar, kind of. Oh, I don't know what's going to happen in here. I'm very scared. There is a it's lot dark. of
1: overlap between the two dark things. room <laughs> and horror maze. There really is. That's what, like, that's the next game you should play. Like, just sound clips dark room from, or horror maze. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That. Good on the people who go for them. It like enjoy it. It's just not my thing. I get the giggles. I've I've been yeah. into I've been into them twice in my life. And neither time have I managed to not giggle really inappropriately and ruin it for everyone in there. So out of respect to the people who are getting their rocks off and you're just in the corner giggling (laughs) like a little boy. No, I've done it. I've done
0: it. I've done it as well. Like when, especially if you go in with a
1: couple of friends, you just can't help it. Oh, I remembered something actually. Yeah. So I said I've been in one twice. I went in, I went there. So there is a large well-known gay club in London under some railway arches Mm -hmm. and they only let men in and only mask men. Yeah. I think people know what it might be. We've already talked about it a lot on the show as well. (laughs) I once once went into that dark room again with two friends because we were trying to find my third friend going, where is he? He's clearly off chasing a bear in there. So we went to find him so we could go home because I was hungry and I wanted some food. Um, And we found someone who'd collapsed in there Hmm. and that's worrying yeah and oh my like, so again so two experiences of being in a dark room g- getting the giggles and feeling like I was about to be attacked by zombies third experience of being in a dark room finding someone who was collapsed and unconscious you've not had the best experiences no you no, scaring not. this person away from I mean, ever I'm wanting sorry. to I mean I really don't mean to scare them away like do it try it see if you enjoy it stick your toe in and if you do enjoy it Good on you! I'm yeah. kind of jealous. Yeah, like, yeah. But I feel like I'm with you there. I'm just like embarrassingly vanilla. Oh yeah. Oh, it's quite sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have any kinks. I've tried. Yeah, because I've wanted to be like, oh, I'm going to explore my sexuality and develop a kink. Um, and I went to like hard on and like fetish club parties. Yeah, and I'm just like it's not for you not for me. But what I think and is good am- on
0: them. what I think is amazing that you identified that. I find it you know so many people don't actually know or understand what they want and you have figured that out which I mean congratulations. Thank you very much. I still feel like I'm figuring out mine.
1: I'm just oh like God, I'll like do same. bit of this, bit of that, bit of this. Like as long as it's consensual, as long as it's safe, try it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely
0: well thank you so much to everyone who sent in your sex confessions um i want to talk a little bit more about your podcast alexis and also about the future of your podcast so obviously it's something you've been working on this for a while now and you said midnight last night yes the first episode dropped um so tell me all about like what the what we have for the next
1: few episodes and where where the show is going long term So in series one of Community, this is a 10-part exploration of the past, present and future of the LGBT community, our identity and also our civil rights journey. So we kicked off episode one, which is out now, which is really asking a very, very big open-ended question of what does it mean to be LGBTQ Mm. in 2018? Because I don't know. Yeah. And actually, I felt like a bad gay for not knowing what it meant. Mm -hmm. And as I spoke to friends before doing the show, kind of asking them, What what does this mean to you? I found out no two people have the same idea. Yeah. But through doing this show and through speaking to fantastic panelists who've got great, wide ranging, diverse experiences and views and lenses of the world, the things I was able to boil it down to solidarity and empathy and a sense of belonging. Mm. which really connects with what I feel are some of the best things about being gay, queer, LGBTQ, however you identify. Yeah, um, And that's what we wanted to explore. So the episode that drops next week, actually, we take it way back to the 1950s, and we look at the last 51 years in a very, very quick 40-minute podcast, the last 51 years of British LGBTQ civil rights. Oh, incredible. Thank you. It's... and. That was a fascinating um, one for me because I learned so much. We got yeah. to interview um, a fantastic guy called Dr. Ben Gamel, who is a he is a doctor, a doctorate of queer history, mm. and teaches on the world's only master's course in queer history. That's we amazing. interviewed him. We have got some fantastic one-on-one interviews with people like Ms. Kimberley, who is a. Doyen of the British Dragon Cabaret Ballesque scene talking about her life as a trans person from the 70s and 80s up till now we've got David Stewart who is a world renowned sexual health and sexual enjoyment campaigner and he and I have have a very very deep and emotional conversation about the realities of sex and intimacy as gay men in 2018 yeah. we hear from fantastic trans people talking about their experiences we hear from people coming from intersectional identities because again i think that's something that we don't t- quite take into consideration we think you and i have the privilege of being white and so our white privilege blinds us to the fact that actually and to quote my exec producer kevin some people are just busy being black and gay rights and gay issues come second to the, to the systemic and yeah, institutional racism that they face yeah. day-to-day in microaggressions so we do speak to as I mentioned earlier, fantastic people like Lady Phil, founder of UK Black Pride, as to why these things matter. We speak to people from Mermaids and the Albert Kennedy Trust, who are two fantastic LGBTQ charities, about how we can all get involved in charities that directly help people in our community, how we can all give back. Um, So that's... That's a very quick overview of Series One of Community. Sounds so incredible, really, thank really you. incredible. So it runs for ten weeks, every Wednesday, and some of it is very challenging. Some of it is going to make people feel uncomfortable, but hopefully, and I speak for myself when I say I have learned. But hopefully, people will learn something else and just just consider somebody else's perspective a little bit more, and hopefully, reach out with a little bit more empathy sometimes that's what we hope for for series one if for each episode ends with one thing that everyone can start doing to build a better lgbtq community and be a better lgbt sibling to the people around them mm-hmm. and we want it to be actionable so we can all take responsibility yeah so series two what we are currently planning on is currently there are only two hosts myself yeah. and She's fantastic, and she has brought in some wonderful, wonderfully different views and opinions to mine, which has expanded my understanding. But Series 2, we're going further, and we are bringing more people into the conversation, and to really actually bring in lots of different narratives and lots of different stories that we don't hear, particularly. We're going to go into deep dives into specific topics, so we're going to look and do a deep dive of the fetish scene. It's oh,
0: amazing. Yeah. Incredible. because
1: I think one of the things that happens to us a lot is we talk about sexuality and we forget the sex. Yeah. Of our we skirt around yeah. it. Absolutely. And it's fantastic that we have representation like queer eye. But those guys are pretty sexless. Yeah. And we want to avoid that. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's important. I yeah, think It's really, really important. For season two, also. Being really frankly honest, in season one, we did not have the budget to get outside of London. And unfortunately, we have fallen into the trap of being really London-centric. We've yeah. tried, and so we've interviewed fantastic community groups like the Manchester Village Spartans, who are a Mancunian gay rugby club who do fantastic things in Manchester's gay village. But we want to take the show on the road and get more people from outside of London sharing their stories of what it means to be LGBTQ, where they're from. So what have we got in common nationally what are the challenges that they're facing that we might not be facing what are the things that they are doing really well that we in big cities can learn from one of the things I think is wonderful if you go to places like Bristol or like Manchester there seems as someone not from there to be a lot more cohesion mm-hmm. in those queer communities because they frankly they're less spread out Yeah, and that might be naive of me to say because I don't live there But but I mean that's the whole point of Mm. of of
0: looking into these things and and discussing these things and learning and I think you know it's as much a learning experience for you as it is for your listeners. Yeah, that's incredible.
1: So yeah, we just want people to come, listen, empathise and learn. It, it sounds amazing I, I really, really can't wait to listen to the rest of season one Thank and then season
0: two when it happens as well where can
1: people listen um, well so we are on Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts Spotify your favourite podcast apps all people need to do is search for community that is U N I T Y. we are on all of the social medias and that is always at communitypod Um and really what we want people to do is get in Get involved in the conversation. Use hashtag community pod. Have their opinion. Have their say. We can't speak for everybody. And we will get things wrong. Don't call us out. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be angry. (laughs) Don't reach the pitchfork. (laughs) But say, actually, I don't agree with this. And here's why. But thank you for bringing this table to the discussion. Discussion to the table, even.
0: Amazing. Well, Alexis, you have been an amazing guest. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Also, if people want to follow you as well, which they absolutely should, on Instagram. Oh, yeah. It's at Lex. Oh, I've at forgotten. Toddler Lex Toddler
1: Lex my name is not Todd Lex like some people think um, <laughs> it is Toddler Lex because I get I get told I'm a giant toddler
0: you are a giant toddler thanks happy
1: <laughs> and smiling, and I like
0: nice. <laughs> and on that note it's it, it's been great to have you here and I'm going to play you out with a little bit of Jess Glynn see you later
1: bye Surprise.